Is your Shopify store ready for the biggest selling season of the year? Bold Commerce has some of the best apps to use during the holiday season to increase the size of almost all your orders. Maybe you're looking to run store-wide sales with countdown timers. Boom! Bold Discounts will run your scheduled promos with just a few clicks. No coupon codes required. Or maybe you're looking to maximize average order value. You could count on Bold Upsell, Bold Motivator, and Bold Bundles. With Bold Upsell, you can offer product upgrade cross-sales or complimentary products as free gifts. With Bold Bundles, you can boost average order value by bundling a few products or an entire collection so that your customers can mix and match items to get a discount. Hey, when was the last time you made an online purchase and saw a message like, spend 15 more dollars for free shipping? With Bold Motivator, you can do that same thing and more. Offer free shipping, free product, or even a percentage off the entire order. The best part is it's geolocated so it only shows offers in relevant countries. Pick and choose which apps are best for you, or use them all to boost conversion and average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this holiday season. To get this special offer as an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, go to boldcommerce.com kurt. That's boldcommerce.com k-u-r-t. What's the number one customer support request you get? I bet it's, hey, where's my order? My friends at Ventov, Makers of SEO Meta Manager have a solution for this. It's called Order Lookup, and it lets customers look up their orders, right, good name, with either their email or order number, reducing the order inquiries you get in your inbox. We use it on our own high-volume Shopify Plus client stores like Hoonigan and Yvonne Stells to provide real-time order info to customers with a fully customizable order lookup page so you can keep that thing on brand. And hey, if you're a dropshipper, it even works with ePacket. You can get a seven-day free trial when you search Order Lookup in the App Store. Today on the Unofficial Shopify Podcast, we are discussing... The economy, supply chain, and why gift cards matter, as well as some other solutions. Actually, I have two uh, really smart folks joining me to dive deeper on it, to break it down. We talked about supply chain uh, issues about a month ago, and things have evolved since then. I want to go deeper on the topic. So consider this, this is like a CNBC panel, right? We actually, we got some, some folks smarter than myself to explain what's going on to me. Listen to this. This is an article from Bloomberg that I really like. It said, uh, the title was, Gift Cards Expected to Surge Amid Shortages. This year, the amount spent on gift cards is expected to rise 27% this holiday season to $270 per person, with gift cards accounting for 40% of total gift purchases. 40%? Whoa! That is quite a lot. I'm your host, Kurt Elser, a.k.a. Tech Nasty. And I am joined by... Kelly Vaughn and Rianne Butler, both uh, who have coincidentally started a, a gift card app called Gavalo and uh, have been hosting a podcast called Commerce Tea. That's very good. And so we've got, we've got quite, quite the exciting discussion ahead of us. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing awesome. Great. Sorry. I'm talking for Kelly. I'm like, we're great. What about How you? dare you? <laughs> <laughs> We 
whenever Rian and I get together now, and, and Rian and I have been building this co- company on opposite coasts. She's just outside of LA. I'm in Atlanta. But we, we've been trying to find opportunities to get together. And every single time, at least by the day three, when people ask us a question, we answer with the exact same thing at the exact same moment. So things seem to be working out building this company together, it seems. Or is it so, creepy? Basically, <laughs> you're twinsies is what I just heard. We are twinsies. We are twinsies. There are some things going on with the economy. That's what I want to talk about first is, okay, what is different about the U.S. economy? It really, like that has a, a, a larger effect on, on North America. But I, I apologize for my international listener, listeners. We're largely a, a U.S. audience at show. Um, what's, so is there anything going on in the news that I should be worried about? <laughs> anything I should be concerned about? I know we just, there was a pandemic last year. That was quite, that was an adventure. Now, what is this year's problem? What's 2021 have to screw with me? Uh, well, still the pandemic. There, there's yep. also that still. Yeah, it just uh, doesn't go away. Of, <laughs> just doesn't go away, which kind of colors the rest of everything else. Because it, it, it adds a, a level of complexity onto already complex systems. So one big challenge right now is the supply chain, which I'm sure all y'all are like, yes, we've been hearing about this. We've been reading about this. But what does it mean? I saw a Twitter thread. What's up with that? Lester so Holt tells me every night on the evening news about Lester- <laughs> he gets me an update on the supply chain. And it never seems to be getting better. That's no, not yeah. not getting better. No, no it's, it's getting worse. And it okay, this isn't actually funny. So we, my husband right now is living in Long Beach with our daughter as she goes to this water polo thing. And he bikes every day down by the water and takes me takes pictures of how many boats, container boats or container ships are out in the water. And as of last count, this is not him counting. This is me reading an article about it. There's 80 boats in the water outside of Long Beach. It's the most there's ever been. Yeah, if they keep setting the record. Well, like the previous they keep record setting was like the record. 45, right? Yeah. And yeah. it just has been going up steadily. Yeah. And this is like not a Guinness World Book of Records moment where we're trying to beat this record because this is a bad record that nobody wants uh, to have. And we're seeing it in all sorts of ports too. It's not just Long Beach, it's not just LA, it's also Savannah, it's also global ports. So I think that's also important because we're seeing a lot of like U.S. coverage of like, oh, Long Beach, L.A. Well, yeah, but the other the ports in other countries, too, are, are bunged up, should I say. <laughs> so and but of course, right, a supply chain. Think of a chain. If there's a weak link, that's not good. Unfortunately, right now, the entire supply chain is a weak link. Every link is weak. And, and that is contributing to this this challenge. Right. We have uh, the boats piling yeah. up outside the port. Then we need yes. to get – and the product just sits. Like I have plenty of the clients. The product just sits. We're like, yeah, it's in the U.S. Technically, I don't have access to it. because And a lot of people, it's like, well, they got it off the ship. Now it's stuck in customs. I have several clients mm-hmm. where they're like, yeah, we, got the, we thought we were good. Now it's just sitting in customs. And it's been that way for a month. And so, all right, sits in the water outside Long Beach or L.A. or uh, Savannah. Yes. And, you know, we pick on Long Beach just because they have the largest line waiting. And so right, then we got to get the, the containers off the boat into the port. Then we have to get them on a truck. And then the containers have to come back at some point because we don't yes. just like trade containers. Right. And then we yes. so along the way, we don't have enough dock hands. We don't have enough la- time and labor. We don't have enough truck drivers. 
because this is quite the amazing thing I learned. The owner, the truck drivers are owner operators, meaning they're 1099 yes. contractors. Yep. And so they sit in line for hours waiting to pick up the the load. They've got the, the empty chassis, they call it, the truck. Yeah. They don't get paid until they pick up Isn't the Isn't that container. brutal? I feel like they it's should get, be getting paid. And so a lot it, of these guys are like, look, I'm not dealing with it. So yeah. I'll go do runs for Amazon. Well, wouldn't you? I mean, I, 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 well, I, I don't blame like them empathy. at all. I don't blame them at all. I, I feel really empathetic for them. And then let's say they do finally get the product, right? And that they bring it out. Then they're trying to deliver to a warehouse that is understaffed, doesn't have space, and they need to get all of this stuff out of the shipping containers. And one thing that's interesting about that is typically when we bring a shipping container uh, from, let's say, China to California, uh, to a warehouse in California, typically that warehouse or another warehouse or a group of warehouses fill the shipping container back up before sending it to China, uh, right? Import and export. Right now, we are unloading shipping containers and just sending them back empty because that's how badly our, not de- that's just how high our demand is in the United States right now, not just for holiday, but in general, our demand is going up and up and up and up. And so, and that's pre-holiday. So when holiday hits and it hockey sticks, the the logic here, which I don't think is going to happen, is, well, if we just send back all of these empty boat or, or these empty containers, they'll come back full of stuff. But I would posit that if your stuff as a merchant isn't already in the water, I'm not certain it's going to get here in time. Oh, I I sincerely doubt it. it was yeah, I, I asked... I, um, I asked Ezra, we were doing like a, a pre, Ezra Firestone, we were doing a pre-interview before I, I recorded with him recently. And I said, you know, it's 2021 uh, with the supply chain. What's your advice there? And he goes, well, if you don't have your stuff already, you're fucked. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's right. He's right. It's a, it's a hard truth, but it's, that's the reality of where we're at right now. It, yeah. It, it's not good. And no part of it is good. And then, you know, you go to like last, um, Last mile delivery too, right? And we don't have enough Ooh. drivers there. I mean, yes. there, there's every single part is broken and it's really unfortunate. And and what makes me the most bummed out is it impacts small businesses at a disproportionate rate because Walmart and Target and Home Depot, they are literally just buying charter planes and buying charter boats and they're buying the entire supply chain, which they've never done before. So they can control the entire, which I get it. They're huge. They've got the dot. They can, you know, they can like just casually buy a charger jet and and your average small business just can't do that. And before small businesses were relying on being or on being on these jets with other companies, right? Other small businesses. Well, you can't do that if Target owns the jet. There's no space for you. And they were already 10xing price before this even started. And so now all these charter boats and charter jets are gone because now they're privately owned. Bye. When we talk about the the system being broken, part of the the broken the brokenness is just the sheer expense. Yeah, like yeah. The, just the the ballooning costs here. Um, okay, so in regards to the supply chain itself, excellent recap, excellent job. Terrifying me all over again. <laughs> Truly, I mean, it scares the hell out of me. It, anything else on the the supply chain itself? Because I want to move into like that. That is the the practical reality of today. Yes. What is the effect of that on the United States, on our economy? Like, what is the the macro impact there? 
the macro impact is our consumer price index is through the roof, which is why we're seeing uh, Social Security is uh, uh, recipients are getting, I believe it's like a 4.8 or 5.8% raise. It's the highest one ever. Uh, sounds, what's wrong with that? Sounds good. A raise? No. no <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it, 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 it normally is, is uh, pegged on inflation, right? So normally it's like a 2%. Every year it's a fixed fixed income situation. However, this year, 2% doesn't do anything against our inflation. So therefore, uh, like Bank of America is offering 5%, period. Like regardless of performance review, you are definitely getting a 5% increase just to keep up with cost of living. So we have just an inflation event. What I'm trying to say is things are going to cost a lot more money and it's going to take a, a while longer to get your products than what you're used to. And by a while, I mean potentially like a month or so. And so what is driving, what's the driver here for consumer price index? It's, is it literally like the, the econ demand. 101 supply? Yeah. Demand outstrips supply? Demand outstrips supply. Uh, I'm just you know, some guy in my house and I'm doing my regular shopping, but I can't get the stuff. We can't get it in fast enough. Or is it I'm is a uh, as the end consumer. I hate that word consumer as the end purchaser. I'm panic shopping or the, the merchants panic, panic buying inventory. And then it's just escalating the problem or all of the above. I, I think it's all of the above. It's and also we have seen since the beginning of the pandemic demand in general going up. So, okay. So once we reached that, right, the first part of the pandemic and then everyone's like, okay, we're going to be fine. We're just going to have to be inside for a while. Right. We hit that part. Then demand started going up in general. Demand started going up initially. It was like house plants and remember flour, like remember when everyone was built like making bread, like, and then flour was out and then toilet paper was out everywhere. And and but people we're noticing are making on average more money. And a lot of it has to do with because they're working from home, they aren't having the typical expenditures. So they have more disposable income. Therefore, they are spending it, which is then increasing demand. OK, that part sounds good. Yeah, their demand increases. So does merchants demands. And like you were saying, and right now in China, there's rolling blackouts and uh, the factories aren't able to work at the pace that they traditionally work at. Not to mention uh, China has a zero COVID approach. So like if one person gets sick in a factory, they shut the entire factory down. So Whoa. there's also that. So not only is there rolling blackouts, there's also the, the, the COVID zero approach impacting, you know, and it's easier to get sick when you work in a factory because you're in very close, close proximity to everybody. So yeah, it's a lot of a lot of things. And I would recommend everybody, if you casually feel like reading a supply chain book, it's called The New Abnormal, Reshaping Business and Supply Chain Strategy Beyond COVID-19 by Yossi Sheffy. Uh, he is an MIT professor, but I have found this book, A, it's really weird to read about the time you're living in, but it's written as history. So that's kind of interesting. But also it really breaks it down into a manageable, you don't need an MBA to read this book way, which is a skill. So I digress. There's some, some scary specters here. There mm -hmm. I think the idea of, of more disposable income. All right, that's positive. I like that. On the other side, facing these challenges ideally creates a better, stronger supply chain after it's been broken. Um, so that's positive. 
That is positive. No, that is positive. We have to reimagine the way the supply chain works and, and reevaluate where we operate from and build build from and, and how we treat our truck drivers and our, our factory workers and everybody along the supply chain. I think it's a and very our, our good time to reevaluate. Well. And our longshoremen. I mean, it's there's just so many people a part of this and a lot of it has to do with stagnant wages for them. Absolutely. Uh, the other looming specter that we have not, I don't know that we've experienced yet, is Shipageddon. Is there, last year, you know, we had stuff, we had those terrifying pictures of just like overflowing to the rafters distribution centers and it, it, stuff not showing up in time in Christmas and delayed packages and just general craziness around, around shipping. Why do you think it's going to be exponentially bad? Because of the supply chain disruption and because of the the way demand is increasing, it it's unheard of almost to have these two things happen at one time. So, so you've, demand has hockey sticked while supply has, hockey, has plateaued, if not gone down. Yeah, I was going to say just got like either hit a ceiling or got you know cut off at the kneecaps. Yeah, and this also impacts for those economic nerds out there. This also impacts luxury brands when typically luxury brands are sort of exempt from normal economic laws. Uh, this is impacting luxury brands as well. It's impacting. So, that's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, right? Uh, because people have more money, they are buying more luxury goods. And again, it's a demand thing. There's just way more demand for luxury goods than have ever been than we've ever seen before. So, and, and it is important to note, and I wanted to just quote, uh, there's an article right now in The Economist. The Economist is something that I love to read. Very interesting. There's an article called America Inc. and the Shortage Economy. And it quotes the uh, Jerome Powell, who's the chair of the Federal Reserve. And he said on October 22nd that supply chain problems may last, quote, well into next year. And it's feeding through industry, railways, Traffic volume, semiconductor, car production, the whole, I mean, it's, it's a thing. The, what, what was the name of the article? Oh, uh, America Inc. in the Shortage Economy. Yeah, America Inc. in the Shortage Economy. Okay, I will yeah. include that in our show notes. As you have given me so much reading material today. <laughs> Aren't you writing a, a research paper? On this? I am. Topic. Yes. So I, la I I launched. There was one that came out last week that was just like a really light version of it. Right now I'm read I'm writing an article called uh, Just in Time is Too Late because we've worked on a just in time supply chain for so long. So that is that means basically like let's say you're Nestle and you're used to ordering Cheez-Its. I don't know if Cheez-Its is even I think that's a Nabisco product, whatever. Uh, che you know, Cheez-Its, but only with like a one week, right, lead time. And you're used to just getting the product, getting the product, getting the product. And that's called just in case. And it especially pertains to like uh, phones and Oculus devices and things like that. What? All right. Our issues are we can't get inventory into the country. So even if you've got the cash you want to pay for it, as a merchant, you can't necessarily get it here. And inventory you were counting on, and you were like, I'm a, I'm a good boy. I ordered my inventory in July. Uh, it's not showing up yet. Yep. Yeah. So we've got, all right, that's issue one. Consumer price index, it, we have uh, higher prices. Inflation's going up. Things are getting more expensive. And uh, demand is increasing. 
which only yes. compounds this problem. And yes. then potentially we're also dealing with, with shipping getting on top of it, where it's like, even if you have this stuff, we may have issues getting it out the door and to the customer in time for Christmas. How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15% overnight? This is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. It's mission impossible. Don't worry, Tom Cruise. This mission isn't impossible. Just use Zipify one-click upsell. Got mobile-optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions, plus built-in split testing for maximizing your results. It's no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $162 million in sales. And it only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue overnight. To start your free 30-day trial, go to zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash Kurt, K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. So what then... You know, what are the the impacts? We talked about our, our macroeconomic our issues, our macroeconomic impacts. What are our our microeconomic impacts? What are issues? If I'm an individual merchant, you know, what else am I seeing here? It, you'll have a hard time probably getting packaging. Like if you sell coffee beans, it's going to be hard to get the bag that the coffee bean goes in. So we're noticing that a lot is is packaging, and also a lot of your products are going to go out of stock. And you need to have a, have a game plan for that. You're going to have increased support debt because you're going to have a lot more questions coming in. Where is my order? Why hasn't it arrived? And when is this going to be back in stock? Okay. So we have, it's not just, I can't get my, my inventory. It's I, I can't get everything. You know, potentially it's, you know, I, I can't get packaging supplies. I can't get the packaging itself. Like there's just any one individual component disappears and I have a problem. Yes, um, yes. So I need to be aware of that is like, you know, it, it's holistic. It's ev anything that you're buying potentially just disappears on you. Um, so you got to be prepared for that. But then, you know, how do I state that and give that advice without it ultimately encouraging people to panic buy and exacerbate the problem? So I think it's, it's how you approach the issue. First off, your customers are, I mean, you're in the same boat as your customers. You are a customer yourself as well. So what would you want to hear from other merchants that you would be purchasing from? I would take it from that perspective when you go to talk to them. There are a couple of things that you can do. I'd say first, just be real with them. If you're not going to have something in stock, tell them, but maybe suggest something alternative that you that they can they can hold over time. Hey, gift cards are a great option is one of those things or alternative products. But also just keep that line of communication open. If something is in stock or something's delayed, make sure you're updating the customers over time to make sure that they have the latest update. Even if you don't have an answer of when it's going to arrive, just acknowledge their frustration, the fact that they have not received that item. If you can, you know, if you want to incentivize them in some way, like I just mentioned, the, the uh, merchant who gave me a $50 off my next order because my furniture is not arriving until December. You can do that. But I also understand that, you know, uh, <laughs> if you're struggling to get product in, your revenue is probably taking a hit as well. So it's totally understandable. You could do, you could take a delayed uh, gift approach. Uh, so, you know, offer them a gift card that will be good starting in January or something like that. And I think you may have talked about that in a previous episode, didn't you, Kurt? I did. I, 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 I saw uh, Webb Smith tweeted this and I very, very bright guy. Um, and I had suggested I, I 
I like this idea that if you're entirely out of stock on inventory, you offer people um, as a promotion gift cards at a discount, and then you delay it to uh, the following year. So it's like, hey, you could buy and give gift cards right now at you know 10, 15% off, and but the catch is it doesn't work until January. I will say just a caveat that one point, talk to your accountant before you do that because you're going to run into, you know, when you're discounting gift cards, how does that affect your bottom line? And also when you're passing over to the new year, if you're doing, if you have a, an accrued rev or a, um, what's the, it's, I'm deferred. blanking on the, what? Oh, no, I'm no, not different revenue, but I mean like the type of like cash-based accounting or accrual-based accounting. That's what I was looking for. Uh, it, how it gets attributed to your, uh, to your cash statements is going to change based on how you're doing your accounting as well. So talk to your accountant before you actually pursue that avenue. And I'd like to give the disclaimer that we are, none of us are able to give <laughs> accounting advice. Take all of that with a bucket of salt and please reach out to your professional. A bucket of salt. No matter what I ask my CPA, he's like, well, you could try that, but uh, I'll tell you how it didn't work when you get out of jail in seven years. I'm like, yeah, that's great. You're no fun. I want a more creative accountant. Fine. Yeah. I, I did want to touch on one thing you mentioned about panic buying. So I would, I would flip the script a little bit. Instead of saying, you know, yeah, like we saw what happened with like the, the petrol situation in the UK where they were panic buying gas. I live in the Southeast when they had the pipeline issue. Same thing. People were lined up out the door to get gas when they didn't need it. That's a whole thing. I would actually, if you know that you're going to be running into supply chain issues as you move through the holiday season, send an email to your customers now letting them know, you know, if you're not like, there are two things you could do. If you're not planning on running a sale during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or you're starting that sale early, send an email saying that this is the best sale we're going to be having this season. Don't worry about waiting. We recommend not waiting. Go ahead and purchase now so you know you'll get your items. Or you can send a price guarantee email instead. Be like, if you purchase now and we happen to, you know, we get inventory in and we end up discounting whatever it might be, we'll honor the previous or we'll honor the new price for your previous purchase if you purchase by the state. I love both those ideas because yeah, you're saying yeah. you're, you're busting the objection. The objection to buying in October or November is, hey, if I had just waited to Thanksgiving, would I have gotten a better price? And I saw this great example from Auto Anything, AutoAnything.com, this uh, uh, car, part, car parts drop shipping. They sent out an email that said, hey, we, we've got a price match guarantee where if you buy, you, you buy now, and if we offered it a better price later, well, you know, we'll, we'll make up the difference. And I don't know the details of it, but yeah, I mean, it, it brilliantly kicks that objection out of the way where you're like, okay, great. I could pull the trigger now. And I'm incentivized to do it because, well, if I wait, I may not be able to get my stuff because this year's hot a subject line in stock and ready to ship. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to wait on the stuff. The... And I know, anecdotally, it just it feels like I'm seeing more people out shopping and more people doing their Christmas shopping uh, earlier than usual. Yes. Um, and I, I hate to call it this, but when you work in e-commerce, we, we have so much knowledge about supply chain, inventory issues, whatever. So when I see what I call the normals, as in like the normal people in my life who don't work in e-commerce, talking about buying their holiday- e-commerce professionals as normies? Are you kidding they're me? The, they're the normals. That's All right, what I you call normies. Them. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I see them talking about how they're going ahead and buying all their, their gifts now because they're worried about what's going to happen and they don't know everything that we know. That is true. If, they, if they, there's non-industry people worried about the supply chain and talking about the supply chain and asking us about the supply chain, that means this news is like wall to wall. It is. It is. Well, <laughs> no, it, it's daily. It, it's every e- evening news every day. You know, they're at that. Uh, they're at the port and they're talking about it. Um, so certainly, it's out there and realistic. Um, Kelly, I like your idea. So, all right, you said we. We want to be transparent. So number one, we're, we're going to lean on communication. And I've seen a, more and more of these like you know, plain text, first person letter from the, the founder, CEO, whatever, saying, hey, you know, here's what's going on. This is our availability. This is our inventory. Here's why you, we don't think you should wait to buy. And I, I like those emails a lot when they're honest, or at least they, they appear to me to be honest. Um, and so it, it, it's personal. It gives people... Uh, an incentive to buy. I like that there's that story there. And then we want to communicate, set expectations and try and communicate around estimated ship dates and genuine availability. Like you don't want to be selling stuff that's sold out, that dreaded could allow overselling checkbox and your Shopify product listing might be your enemy here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Additionally, well, is there, there... and then the the other thing you mentioned was support. Like, hey, where's my order? And you talked about increased support debt. That's interesting. Tell me a little more about that. Yeah. So a- along with the objection busting of, you know, when should I go ahead and place my order? Should I wait? I probably want to wait because I wait every year. You're going to be getting more questions. You might be flat out getting questions being like, do I need to order this now? Or if you have something that's currently out of stock, but you have it for pre-order, but you don't say when it's actually going to be available, you might get emails being like, when, when will this come back? Will it arrive in time for whatever holiday I'm celebrating? Because I want to give this as a gift. So when you see this increased support debt, and we're going to see more and more and more of it during the holiday season, now is the time to start training your customer support team on how to answer these questions, but how to identify repeat questions so you can start building up your FAQs. I love talking about a good FAQs page. Uh, build up your FAQs and answer these questions ahead of time so they don't actually ask them to you. If you offer a live chat on your site, or even if you don't actually have it turned on live, but it's still an opportunity to send an email to you, the merchant, you're able to see these questions that are coming in. And often a lot of these tools allow for suggested answers to their question and you can answer these questions directly in there so you're saving um, some time with your team so use assume that the support load will increase you have a a fair idea of what some of those questions are going to be around and then preempt it with self-help tools and automation so i could use like a, a live chat with automation like gorgeous can help with that where you know it's looking for keywords and we'll try and answer people um with macros um, and you're, you're talking about the FAQ. I think having an, a strong FAQ page is great. One of my favorite uh, customer support tactics is, hey, contact us. And then on the contact page, top three FAQ questions are right there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yep. hey, you looking for your order? Here's your order lookup tool. Hey, you trying to start a return or exchange? You head to Darvar, you know, or whatever the heck returns manager you're using. Um, the, also put those FAQs directly on product pages. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Like, when will I get my stuff? Uh, What about 
uh, tools that can display estimated ship date, like uh, Phoenix Commerce. Yeah, I mean, I, I as long as they're accurate, which that's, that's my the fear. Big question mark. Yeah, is like if it promises that. Oh man. In that yeah, and if somebody like takes a screenshot of that. And it was like, well, you said on your website it would arrive by December 20th. It is December 24th, and it's not here yet. Sir, let us refund your free shipping in full, 100%. (laughs) You know what? 110. Oh, my God. Excuse me, sir. Uh, Okay. The, but, all right. That's going to help us get prepared. Let's move into our worst case scenario, which you know, may be a good problem to have. I've got my inventory. People panic by. November 15th rolls around or whatever. I've sold out. I sold out of you know, all of my stuff, 80% of my stuff. And now people you know, go landing on my website. All my products, they sold out. This is a pretty yeah. bad scenario. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're trying to avoid but it's going to happen for some people. Absolutely. What do we do? Save first me thing from I would myself. do, first thing <laughs> I would do is if you do have a lot of sold out products, don't display sold out products on your homepage. If you have a section featuring products, do not include sold out products. If you don't have <laughs> available products, don't show that section. Because if I land on a website and I see everything on the homepage is sold out, I'm going to bounce real fast and like, okay, well, there's nothing to buy here. So step one. Especially now. Exactly. Exactly. Step two, on your product page, you should never have any any page on your website be a dead end. And what I mean by that is if you are on, even like your About Us page, if I'm reading your About Us page, there should be a call to action to continue shopping from there. No page should have a dead end. But on the product page, if I land on a page and that item is sold out, what are you going to offer me? What, what else can we do here? So there are two things that I often, well, one thing I always see, second one, we recently added it with Gavala, which I absolutely love. The first one is a restock notification. So if I, if an item sold out, I can enter in my email address or phone number and get a notification when the order comes or the item comes back in stock. There are all kinds of apps in the app store that can do this, such as the very cleverly named back in stock app. <laughs> love it. You know, love it. Great love name that they were the first mover on that. And exactly. It's, it's a feature in Clavio, but you have to modify your product yes. form to make it work. But exactly. it, it is built in. It is built in and it's really helpful because all then you have all the data under one roof and it's great. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of Clavio's back and stock integration as well. The second one is below what we do on Gavalo is if you land on a product and that variant is sold out, we add a button below that sold out button that says send a gift card instead. And the purpose here is to give you another option to purchase something in its place. You always have that option. And I think it's okay to have both this and their back on stock notification or the restock sign up on the same place because you're addressing two different points here. If I'm buying for myself, back in stock notification sounds great. If I'm buying for somebody else, at least I can get them a gift card. Uh should we offer should we offer pre-orders? I'm thinking the answer is maybe not. Only offer pre-orders when you can guarantee a ship date. Yeah, it's such a risk because it's like, oh, I got the cash. You can't use it. And then exactly. on the off chance you have to refund everybody, you're eating the transaction fee both ways. Yeah. Yep. And and there's a limit on 
credit card authorization times. So you have yeah, you to actually process the order. Exactly. And okay. then you're going to run into all kinds of issues. So I do not, I, unless you absolutely know for a fact, 100% when you're going to have those items in stock and how much you're going to have in stock, do not offer pre-orders. This is not the season to be doing that. So the, the thing I want to avoid is this idea of, of dead ends, which is like a, mm -hmm. a conversion rate optimization truism. And you had that great example um, that I like, which was, hey, on your about page, when you scroll to the bottom, what's there? Just your footer? You screwed up. It should be like, <laughs> hey, shop, you know, founder's favorites. Here's a feature collection, that kind of thing. All right, great. Um, the And so with our shopping experience, with our merchandising, dead ends are the concept we're trying to avoid as stuff goes out of stock. And you said, hey, you don't want to land on the homepage and the featured collection is, you know, 80% out of stock because people are going to go, eh, this is probably not worth my time and they're going to bounce, go elsewhere. And so uh, in Shopify, the, the easy way to do this is if it's a, a smart collection, one of your rules could be like inventory greater than zero. And then so exactly. it'll automatically start pulling that stuff out. Um, the, and then if they do get to a product page in which my stuff is out of stock, we have, you know, we could... Certainly, we don't just want to lose them, so we we want to capture their email. So, a, a notify me when this is back in stock form. You know, an app, uh, be it Clavio or something else, could do this. Um, it's built into some themes, but it it doesn't work well because it just sends you a message with their email, and then you got to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, we got Thanks. half the half the solution, not the whole Speaking thing. Speaking of support debt, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, go put those in a text file and hope you can figure it out later. The <laughs> What's the, oh, and, and then the other option, and this is the very clever one, is gift cards. And this is what you seem to have an app that assists us with this. Yes? What we have an called? app, Gavalo. What does it do? Long term, we're reinventing the digital gifting experience. In the short term, we are helping Shopify merchants make a delightful moment or have a de delightful experience for their buyers. So Kelly, do you want to speak to more about how it functions? But basically, yeah. like, oh, uh, let me say this too. One thing that's really important about Gavalo, especially leading into the holidays, is we're trying to help merchants utilize gift cards in a way that will delight their customers while other people are disappointing them. And it's going to be a competitive advantage that people will remember next year and the year after, and it will really help with recurrent business and and folks and loyalty. So that being yeah. said, over to you, Kelly. That's the, okay. I like that framing. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Definitely not on our pitch deck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the native Shopify gift card experience. So you can use gift cards on Shopify on any plan. This was changed at the beginning of the pandemic to open up gift cards to everybody. So thanks, Toby. Uh, yes, thank you, Toby. Uh, so traditional brick and mortar businesses could at least start selling something online being a gift card. So the way it works is with Shopify, if I were to buy you a gift card, Kurt, from a Shopify store that's using the native gift card functionality, I purchase the gift card. It gets sent to my email and then I forward you an email or print off the page and be like, hey, I got you a gift card. Here you go. Check I your know. email. You know, Ugh. really, there's no gifting as part of it's that. It's not a gift. Purchasing a gift card. It's not a gift. So one it's of like the a womp womp. things. It's a what womp womp. What if I womp? use really go. nice printer paper? 
<laughs> you know what? There is there is still a need for physical gift cards. And that's where the really nice paper printer paper comes in. <laughs> so I'll give it to you. So the, what we're solving here with Gavalo is a super easy solution. If I'm sending you a gift card, I purchase the gift card, I enter in your name and email address in a gift note, and Gavalo delivers the gift card directly to you. Great. Now I've actually gifted you something. One thing we're also doing with this is setting a delivery date. So if I want to purchase something for you for Christmas, for example, I can go ahead and purchase that now, but set the delivery date to Christmas Day, and you'll get the email on Christmas Day instead. So you can plan ahead because all, all of us are planners, of course. So uh, you can plan ahead and 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 prioritize buying early and just check those names off of your list. We're so also on... working... Yeah, go ahead. So if I've got... The traditional Shopify gift cards, available on all plans. I offer the gift card to my store, and then, all right, now I'm, I'm changing hats to I'm the customer. I have to, I go to the gift card product detail page. I buy the gift card. It then emails me a link to my gift card code, and then I, I print that. I stuff yes. that in an envelope and then hand that to someone as a Christmas gift. Exactly. That is the current system. Okay. What Gavalo does... I land on a product detail page. The product is sold out. Your app then swaps in a buy a gift card, buy a gift card, buy this as a gift card. It adds a button to get a gift send card. Send a gift card. Yes. Send a gift card. Okay. I click the send a gift card button and then it's going to do the a fancy digital delivery to them and I get to pick the date it happens on. Exactly. Okay. And so, so we're much sending improved, more flexible presentation. Exactly. And it's like in the right spot at the right time. Yes. So we're sending the gift card on on your behalf as Cavallo. Uh, we actually have an integration with Clavio, and we are also working on an integration with OmniSend, which will likely be launched by the time this episode goes out. So if you're using one of these email platforms, you can keep the very highly branded emails. And that's one of the nice things about Cavallo as well, is it's totally what's called white label. There's no powered by Gavalo or anything like that. It blends in right with your theme. 95% of themes out of the box, you install the app and you're good to go. For those last 5%, we have additional settings for you to tweak. And we are, our team is more than happy to help tweak those settings to make sure the, the app works as intended on your specific theme. This sounds pretty good. Are there any other tricks up your sleeve? What else can this thing do? Yeah. So one really cool thing about the setup of this, this gift card product is it is a true Shopify product. So you can add it to an upsell app, for example, to incentivize people directly from within the cart to, hey, you should also buy a gift card because you might want to use this or give it, give it to future. You can also, we understand that not everybody wants to send a gift card to somebody else. They might be purchasing it for themselves or they might actually be printing it off to give to somebody mm -hmm. else physically. So we allow you to toggle off that this this goes to a gift recipient and you can just add it to the card as usual and it gets sent right to you immediately. So we give you that flexibility so so your customers can purchase gift cards how they want to purchase gift cards. We also have a handy tool that allows you to look up a gift card balance. So your your customer has their their gift card and this is this is customer facing. So any customer can actually access this, this, uh, this page. 
customer enters in their gift card code. They can see what the original balance of the gift card was and how much is remaining on it. So it's really easy to see that. And as Shopify uh, releases some additional features that we're very excited for, uh, we'll be able to surface that information right at checkout. We'll be able to make it really easy to automatically apply a gift card balance to your order. Oh, and the reason why we're doing this is because just in the U.S. alone, there's $15.3 billion sitting in unused gift cards. Ooh. And every single time, Rian, actually, tell me the statistic here. How, how much, what's the average AOV when somebody's using a gift card, an average order value? It's $59 more than the gift card amount. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. That is the, the strange brilliance of gift cards. When you sell those those gift cards, and that's why they were great as like um, you know, a rebate. It's like buy X, get a gift card. Yeah. As, you know, free gift with purchase kind of thing. Um, yeah. Or in-store credit. is Yeah. A majority of the time, the person will spend significantly more than the value of the gift card. Absolutely. Exactly. It is a thing. And, you know, while we're talking about statistics, I just want to say one cool statistic. 67% of all millennials prefer receiving gift cards over everything else. And there is some work to be done around like destigmatizing gift cards. Like it's, it doesn't, it's not just your just like last minute gift. It can be this well thought out present to a small business that this person likes and removing some of that stigma. And then also, I feel like we've spoken to a lot of merchants who don't view gift cards as a potential acquisition and loyalty channel. And it absolutely is. So it's acquisition, just, it's retention, it's loyalty. It is all of the above. How so? Acquisition, make it easy. As you said, uh, purchase a gift card for, purchase a $100 gift card for $80. So uh, this is my first try. It, you're, it's word of mouth, but you're shooting fish in a barrel. Cause you know yes. that new, you're acquiring a new customer who is compelled to go spend that gift card. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. loyalty customers will purchase gift cards for other people and it's directly okay. for your store instead of buying like a visa gift card and retention. I, again, same example. I'm still waiting for my furniture. That's going to be arriving in December. You gave me a $50 gift card to use to get me to come back and place another order despite the long wait. I was going to say like retention and, uh, uh, customer service tool. Yeah. Yeah. Because another thing that I think is really cool, like I know right now it's very popular to give discount codes and emails to be like, hey, it's your birthday. You get like what is equivalent of a $10 gift, like discount code, right? Here's a gift, but it's a discount code. But as you know, you can't stack discount codes in the checkout. So you can chat, you, A, you can stack gift cards, but B, I think it's a better experience to be like, hey, it's your birthday. Here's a gift card. <laughs> Right. Like, You're right. Like it, it just hits differently than <laughs> here's a discount code. It's like, here is a gift card for you. Yeah. We're giving you a $10 gift to use in yes. our store versus we're giving you the opportunity to buy for your birthday in our store, but save 10 bucks. You're welcome. Exactly. It's a different narrative. So. No, you're absolutely I right. I'm very Oh, I'm excited. Okay, I want it. How do I get it? <laughs> We're in the Shopify app store. You can search for Gavalo, G-O-V-A-L-O. You can also go to gavalo.com and you can check out our demos that we have on there. They're super fun. Definitely check out the sold out integration. Uh, I think 
one of our, our most requests or our biggest requests we get is actually for the shirt that we have <laughs> sold out integration, which is not a real product, but we might need to make it a real product. Yeah, we've been getting well, a lot of February, even if it is February. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, Rianne, this has been fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Always a pleasure talking to you. I have to go buy some gift cards. <laughs> go happy gifting. When you're creating your own e-com store, sometimes competing just isn't enough. Kick your sales into overdrive with Out of the Sandbox Turbo theme. As the name would imply, Turbo is a high-performance focused premium theme with great mobile optimization. Turbo's even got speed settings, sport, and ludicrous. Ludicrous Mode predicts what page will be visited next and preloads the page in the background so your site becomes even faster. They've gone to plat! Load time, speed, theme support, and great mobile optimization are all contributing factors as to why Turbo has a 100% five-star rating by customers on Out of the Sandbox. If blazing fast speed isn't a big enough rush, you can get the premium theme for 20% off. Use code KURT20, that's K-U-R-T-2-0 today at outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial, and you'll be off to the races. Try Turbo today with a 14-day money-back guarantee, but you're sure to be satisfied. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.